Hi there, my name is Megan and you're listening to the Daily Cuisine Podcast. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my best frenemies, dessert. I absolutely love dessert so much, but the calorie content does not love me back. When it comes to desserts, a lot of the desserts I eat are made by family members, specifically my grandmother. She makes a really good cake. So I don't always go out to get dessert, but it happens often enough. For this episode, I've compiled a list of a few different places I like to go to get various types of desserts. These desserts range from cake to cheesecake to cookies, Um, funnel cakes, snow cones, and milkshakes. You know what? Another thing that this list includes are fried Oreos because it turns out it's something that I really enjoy. So the first thing I'm going to kick this list off with is a specific cake that I love a lot, which is tiramisu. If you're not familiar with this cake, this is a traditional Italian cake. It has coffee flavoring inside of it, and it's made of lady fingers that have been dipped into coffee, and then it's also layered with a whipped mixture of eggs, sugar, and mascarpone cheese flavored with cocoa. And yes, I probably did butcher that word, that pronunciation. Don't think about it. (laughs) So one of the reasons why this is my favorite dessert or one of my favorite types of dessert cake is because I love coffee so much and I find coffee very delicious as do most people. For someone to make a cake that has coffee embedded in it, I'm already there. Another thing that makes this so good is that it's very creamy and rich and depending on where you get it from, it's going to determine how creamy or rich it is. It'll also determine how firm it is. Tiramisu is something that will melt if you leave it out in the right conditions, which is a very hot summer day. It will break apart depending on who made the cake and just how creamy it is. For the longest, one of my favorite places to get tiramisu cake was the Cheesecake Factory. And even though the Cheesecake Factory specializes in cheesecake, they also offer other types of dessert that are just as good as their cheesecake. Even though I'm currently talking about tiramisu and what places I like to get them from, since we're on the topic of the Cheesecake Factory, they offer more than just tiramisu, which I like. They also have a cheesecake that's called their Black Raspberry Truffle Cheesecake or it's a raspberry truffle cheesecake swirl, something like that. Anyway, I'd say that it's definitely very delicious. So I took it upon myself to just search it because I want it to be more exact. So it's their white chocolate raspberry truffle. It's described as a creamy cheesecake swirled with white chocolate and raspberry. The crust on it is a dark chocolate crust or so I'm believing, though I think it's made with Oreos. It doesn't exactly say that in the description, but with the way it tastes, I'm pretty sure it's Oreos. It also has white chocolate shavings on the top of it, and the raspberry truffle, or the raspberry swirl, it's incorporated inside of it, so it's not too strong on the raspberry. 
So I couldn't talk about the Cheesecake Factory without mentioning that wonderful dessert that they have that I love, but back to the tiramisu. So for the Cheesecake Factory, their tiramisu, I'd say it's definitely more creamy. I think it was the first tiramisu cake that I had tried in a while. It had been a few years because when I originally tried tiramisu, I did not like it at all for some reason. Probably the coffee and all is just too young. But going back to their tiramisu, it's extremely rich and buttery and creamy. So something that I was disappointed in when it comes to the Cheesecake Factory, if you're ordering tiramisu cake from them, you can expect to spend around $8.95 for just a slice. Depending on how much money you make or what your status is, that might be extremely expensive or it might be just a drop in the bucket. But for me, I'd find that it's more mid-range and I don't like that when you get the cake, depending on who's serving it to you, it can be a pretty small slice. The first time I ever had the slice, I feel like it was a good size. So whenever you order it, sit down in the restaurant to eat and they bring it to your table, I find that the slice is usually a bit larger compared to if you're just getting it to go, then those slices tend to be smaller. But I also think that depends on the location. If you go to the location in Dallas off of North Central Expressway across from North Park, their slices are a lot smaller compared to if I were to get it from Jacksonville, Florida, the St. John's location out that way, they tend to give you a larger slice. Their slicing of the cake, I don't think is standardized. It can range in sizes. So if you're expecting a pretty large slice for $8.95, that's not going to happen. So that's a downside. But other than that, I'd say that it's pretty good and it's very creamy, rich. It won't last that long in the fridge because theirs is so creamy. It will get a bit soggy rather quickly if you try to leave it in there for a couple of days. So this cake is best ate immediately or within a day or so. It's the longer it stays, the, the less firm it'll become and then it'll get that mushy texture. So if you don't mind that texture, then it'll be fine. But personally, I hate that texture and it grosses me out. So I don't want that. The second place that I like to get tiramisu from, which has now become my favorite based on the size that you get and just how firm it is compared to the Cheesecake Factory, it will be Carabas. Carabas is an Italian restaurant. The full name is Carabas Italian Grill, and you can find a large range of different products or food that they offer there. But what I'm most interested in, of course, is the dessert. And for me, their tiramisu cake steals the show. Carabas tiramisu price is very similar to the Cheesecake Factory. Theirs is only a few cents more. They come in at $8.99. And I feel like theirs is the much better buy because you just get so much more. You can easily eat the amount that the Cheesecake Factory gives you in one setting, or you can eat a little bit of half, well, more than half, probably three-fourths worth, and then half a fourth left over. Compared to Carabas, they give you enough to where you could probably eat half and be full or satisfied, especially if you're craving the tiramisu. 
or you could split it with someone else. The amount that the Cheesecake Factory gives you, you wouldn't be able to split it with anyone else. So just for a few cents more, you could have a much larger slice. It's also a lot firmer, so if you don't want to eat it all that day and you feel like maybe you're going to take two to three days to eat the cake or even a little bit longer, it will last in the fridge for a good amount of time. As it slowly degrades and that softer texture comes in, it won't be to the point where it's literally just falling apart and sliding around everywhere. So that's something that I noticed about their tiramisu and I absolutely love that. I'm pretty sure that as the year goes on and as I continue living, I'm going to try tiramisu from different places. But so far, these two I really like a lot, with Carabas, of course, beating the Cheesecake Factory for now. Next up on this list is Drake's Hollywood. Drake's is a place that I recently tried out, I want to say last week or so. And it's a very nice restaurant. If you're planning on getting dessert or just food from this restaurant in general, unfortunately, unlike the other restaurants I mentioned, which is Carabas and the Cheesecake Factory, this one does need a reservation that you have to do in advance. If for some reason you're like me and you just found it on Google and you're like, hmm, this place looks cool, you can call the host stand to see if they have any openings or if not, you can get placed on a waiting list for there's tables that they have by the bar that's first come, first serve. If people are already occupying those tables, you'll have to wait a while. How long that wait can be, I would think maybe a few hours, um, considering how long I was there, as well as the two tables next to me, how long we took to finish our meals. So just keep that in mind. It's best to reserve as far in advance as possible as you can. But if you're spontaneous like me, then just try your luck. I'm pretty sure this restaurant will come up in a later episode again. But focusing only on the dessert, they have a red velvet cake. And this red velvet cake isn't, um, isn't like any other red velvet cake that I've ever had. It had several layers in it. When I say layers, I don't mean the type where it's like, oh, there's three or five layers. Like that's a very layered cake. You know, that's what I would expect if someone told me like, hey, I'm going to give you a layered cake. It's like, cool. This one is a lot different. This cake, I want to say, had 20 layers, 20 or 24 layers. And though the layers are thin, they're a bit thin, but they're also sandwiched in between filling. And the filling isn't overly thick. That's thin as well. So all the layers stacked upon each other end up making a cake that's pretty dense so it's dense when you look at it but when you break off a piece and when you actually eat it it's still nice and fluffy but it's a lot of cake this cake is big enough for i'd say at least three people to eat three to four for you all to eat and get i wouldn't say that you'd get full off of the cake but to eat enough cake to be satisfied i'd say i shared this cake with my sister and I think we maybe ate around half of the cake. This cake is very tall. It reminds me of the Flatiron Building in New York. If you're unaware of what that is, it's a triangular 22-story building. And yeah, it's just as it sounds. So if you look up a picture of that, 
and you just Google it, Google that and imagine it as a cake, literally as a cake, like that tall and high, like how high it is and then just how wide it is. That's really identical to what the cake looked like. If that wasn't enough, me seeing the cake when it came out, me being like, whoa, that is a very impressive cake. It also came with a sparkler in it. This wasn't your everyday sparkler. When I see sparklers, I'm used to the type that you see on the 4th of July. I've seen that be put in cakes or desserts and stuff. This one was different. It was round, cylinder shaped, and those fireworks, or at least I'm calling it fireworks, are the sparklers really shot out of there and they shot pretty high. I was very amazed by that. The cake in its own, in its own right, is mind blowing in itself. But then you put a sparkler on top of it that shoots up at least probably what, three, three to four feet, if not a bit higher. Pretty impressive. <laughs> so I just went back to look at a picture that I had of this cake because I wanted to remember it again. And three to four feet, that's a bit extreme. It's more like a foot, I'd say, probably a foot. I don't know where I got three to four feet from. It just sounded right when I said it. I was like, definitely so. But when I started thinking about it, like, hmm, three to four feet, it's kind of like the height of a small child or very small adult. It's definitely not that high, but around a foot, I'd say, is more probable. I'm not very good with measurements. If I can't see them, I can measure something. But if you ask me how far away is something from point A to point B and I have to look at it and try to guess, I'm going to guess wrong, most likely. I'm not very good at that. My spatial distance is fairly off a lot of the time, so the more you know. But back to the cake. The cake was really delicious. It was a feast for the eyes, but also a feast for the soul. The only thing that I'd say is the negative when it comes to this cake. For some reason, I thought the price of it was $24. And I know what you're saying, whoa, $24, that's kind of steep for cake, isn't it? Yes, the answer is yes. Yes, it is for a slice of cake. With $24, I was like, mm, okay, it's fine because I was gonna share the cake with my sister and she seemed to be excited about the cake and that makes the price okay. When I got my bill, it said $30. I was very confused. I didn't know whether it said $30 and the cake had 24 layers. So in my mind, I was just confusing the two and I flipped them. I don't know what the case was or if that sparkler ad being added in, added an extra charge that I didn't see previously or what. But if you want that cake that's magnificent and it tastes very delicious, you're going to enjoy it. It also comes with a sparkler show. It's going to cost you $30 without tax, of course. So keep that in mind. You're gonna need at least $30, a reservation. If you don't have a reservation, you're gonna need a few hours to wait. And yeah, that's all you need and you can enjoy that marvelous, delicious cake. When you're done with the cake, because you're not gonna be able to finish it all, most likely, the nice server will pack it up for you, put it in a bag and you'll be out on your way. After talking about that $30 cake that I recently 
just bought and spent that broke my heart. I want to bring it down a notch, so let's go back to something that's very affordable for a lot of people, especially if you're in college or if you're in high school, things that you can buy on your own and you wouldn't have to save that much for, and it's not more on the extravagant side, I'd say, for a slice or a single dessert. One of my favorite places to get dessert from would be the cake bar. The cake bar is located in Trinity Groves. If you're near downtown Dallas or in downtown Dallas, it's a little bit on the outside part of it, closer to West Dallas. They don't only just sell cookies, as the name suggests, they do sell cake. And everything that they make is made fresh in-house. That's something that I do love about it. It's a very small independent business. So purchasing fruit from there, you will be supporting an independent business. When it comes to their cookies, the price has gone up over the years and I can only think that's to blend in more with the surroundings. I mean, if you're charging a dollar or a dollar 25 for a product when you can be charging $2 and people would still pay it, wouldn't you? Because I would. For $2, you can get a large cookie. I don't really have much to compare it to. I'm trying to think of something in my mind where you could compare it but I think for most people if you were to take your hand and if you were to form a circle from fingertip to fingertip that's how big the cookie would be if not larger for my hands it's larger than that for some people it might be the same size but it's a it's a good sized cookie if you have kids this is a cookie that you could probably split into three parts and give them like for young children and they'd be more than satisfied with it. Their cookie flavors that I can remember off the top of my head range from chocolate chip to toffee, and the toffee one, I believe, has nuts in there. I can't quite remember. They also, yes, it's toffee and pecan. And then they also have a snickerdoodle cookie, which I love a lot. And then they have a few other types that I don't quite remember at the moment because I typically tend to just reach for the chocolate chip or the snickerdoodle. What I like most about these cookies is that first you can choose which cookie you want. And if you bake, you know that whenever you bake cookies, sometimes they don't always come out the same because maybe you left them in a little bit longer this time because you're doing something else. So now they're firmer than what they would be or maybe you didn't leave them in as long, so now they're softer or an ingredient this time. You didn't add in enough. You know, it's just so many different factors and that can affect the texture of the cookie and just the way it feels. So what I like most is that I can go through the cookies and I can find the cookie that I like that the texture matches me. I like my cookies to be a little bit firm on the outside, but I like for the inside to be a little bit soft, like more on the soft and squishy side. So I'm able to just sift through until I find a cookie that's firm, but also soft in the center. And if you're someone that likes a cookie that's just all the way soft through, throughout, just super soft, they have cookies like that. And then if you like them like completely firm or so, there are usually some cookies in that batch or in the little basket that will fit that ticket. As for the taste of the cookies, I'm talking about the chocolate chip cookie only. It is so creamy and buttery. It's sweet. It's not overpowering. It's not salty at all. These cookies are addicting. If you buy a whole cookie, the chances of you finishing them all on your own is really high. 
it's just so delicious. I'm pretty sure if you were to warm it up in the microwave, if you like your cookies warm, hot, and fresh, it would just add another layer of ecstasy to the whole experience, but it's very delicious. $2 is a pretty good price for how much cookie you're getting. You know the ingredients of it, where it's coming from. You can actually see them making cookies. What's not to love? The cake bar will forever be on my list for as long as it's there. I hope it doesn't go anywhere, but I really strongly encourage you to try it. It's a local spot, so unless you're in Dallas, you're not going to be able to try it. Unlike Carabas or the Cheesecake Factory, those are spread throughout states. Drake's Hollywood is also a place that's only in Dallas and one of its kind as well. So that's another thing to keep in mind. When it starts to warm up and get hot outside, something that most Texans or just people in general enjoy are popsicles. But most importantly, and most favorite of a lot of people are snow cones. Dallas is home to one of the best snow cone restaurants that you can go to, and it's called Rainbow Snow. Rainbow Snow is a restaurant that's been around since I was pretty small, probably middle school, elementary school. This restaurant has went from just being a small little pop-up ice um, snow cone stand to being in their own location. Rainbow Snow offers snow cones, and these aren't just snow cones that you sometimes see on the side of the street with someone selling, where they're only shaved ice with just a pump of syrup or three to five pumps of syrup. This is a lot different. Rainbow Snow offers standard snow cones as well as their gourmet snow cones. And there's so many different types. Before Rainbow Snow, I always thought that snow cones were just shaved ice and then just syrup and that's about it, but they take it to the next level. For some of their snow cones, it has ice cream in between and those are the ones that I love the most. I always end up getting a knockout from them. A knockout is composed of any type of snow cone flavor of your choice. I usually go with cherry because I love cherry. It's snow cone, a bit of shaved ice in a cup, then a scoop of vanilla ice cream, and then some more shaved ice on top of that, and then another scoop of vanilla ice cream. And then on top of that, you can choose different toppings to go on it. You can choose fruit, um, gummy bears, gummy worms. They also put a lollipop inside of it, and it just doesn't get any better than that. Well, I mean, it does if you just continue going through the list of what they can offer. They also have a thing called a strawberry delight, a peach delight, and these come with sweet cream mixed with whatever fruit you pick. And then it has shaved ice on there as well as vanilla ice cream topping it. So they have over 15 different flavors to choose from. They also have a ton of different extras that you can add on top of it. It's a family owned restaurant. They're always really nice and sweet and the location is clean on the inside. I think that's very important, cleanliness. Another thing that Rainbow Snow offers besides their snow cones that fall into the dessert category is funnel cakes. 
They offer freshly made funnel cakes, and though I haven't personally tried a funnel cake from there, it always looks good, but usually I'm there for the snow cone, and I'm like, oh, I'll come back and I'll get the funnel cake, but then I go back for the snow cone. Rinse, wash, and repeat, same process. So pretty soon I'll go and I'll try a funnel cake from them, but they look amazing. Some of them are topped with fruit. You can put ice cream on there. Of course, it's gonna come with their powdered sugar. You can get drizzles, you can get Oreos. There's so many different options, but it's definitely worth the try. In case you're wondering about the price point, I'd say that Rainbow Snow is extremely affordable. So it's great for people who have large families or if you want a nice dessert, but you don't wanna break the bank. A small snow cone from them the gourmet type that I get, the one that comes with two scoops of ice cream, that's $5. The cup isn't super small either. I wanna say that the cup, if I had to guess in ounces, is probably a 12 ounce cup, if not larger than that. And that's just a small. A medium is $6, a large is seven. And then if you want a Texas size gourmet snow cone, that's going to be $8. I've never quite looked at a Texas size gourmet snow cone but i believe that that thing would be huge so if you get a texas sized one you would definitely need probably three or four people to share it with because i don't even finish a small in one sitting i usually put it in the freezer then i take it out again later like i've just never been able to finish a small before if you're not getting one of their gourmet snow cones just the normal ones a junior snow cone, which is a small one, which is really good for kids. I think that might be around eight ounces or so. That one is $1.75. If you get a small regular snow cone, that's two. A medium would be $4, a large would be five, and a Texas size would be seven. So even if you have less than $2, if you want a snow cone, you could still get one from there. It just wouldn't be able to have all the toppings and extraness that the gourmet snow cones have but if you just want something to cool you off and you don't care about all the extra fluff then normal it is as much as i love supporting small independent businesses that's not always a critical factor to me depending on where i am just as much as i love small businesses i will gladly give my money to corporate businesses as well if they offer me products that i really love and i really enjoy and one of those companies is Pechugo Gelato and Cafe. I absolutely love Pechugo. Most of the things on this list I love, but I feel like I love Pechugo in a different area than some of these items or some of these places that's on this list. Pechugo goes way back with me. As a fun fact, I do enjoy ice cream, but I'm not sure how many people are sensitive to it or how many people have noticed. Whenever I'm eating ice cream, if I'm eating a good amount of ice cream, after a few bites, I start to notice how salty it is. This can happen with any ice cream. Ice cream that I got from the store, ice cream that I got from Brahms, which is also a really great place to get ice cream from. Brahms, I love Brahms, but we're not talking about Brahms right now. I just really enjoy ice cream, but I don't like that saltiness that comes out after a while. After being fed up with just how salty ice cream was tasting to me, I eventually tried gelato. And gelato is ice cream, but it's not. 
It just has a different format than ice cream. Like the process to make it is a lot different, though it does include dairy a good amount of times. Just the process is a lot different. So I tried gelato and I fell in love. And of course, the first place I tried gelato at was Pachugo. From Pachugo, I like to get shakes made. Since shakes are a dessert, that's why they're on this list. They're definitely a dessert in my book. Pachugo customer service, depending on which location you go to, can be hit or miss. A lot of the other restaurants that I mentioned earlier in this podcast, their customer service is pretty steady for the most part. You're going to receive great customer service and your food or whatever item that you're purchasing is going to come out great. And if it doesn't, they'll fix it for you instantly, no problem. When it comes to Pachugo, on the other hand, I've had experiences that fall on both sides of the spectrum. So if you're thinking about trying Pachugo, that's something to think about. But their shakes are unlike any other types of shakes that I've tried. Because it's made from their gelato and they do make their gelato fresh every day, it just melts in your mouth. If you've ever been to marble slab or cold stone creamery how when you get a shake from them like kind of how it kind of just melts in your mouth and it's high quality it's the same experience with pachugo but just the base is a lot different i also like that they have different types of flavors if you go on different days you never know what type of flavor that they'll have in stock since it's made fresh every morning you get a variety so it's always a nice surprise and some of the flavors can be a bit creative. As an example, like sometimes you get rose chocolate chip, vanilla, vanilla lavender, chocolate turtle, cinnamon, amaretto chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, Mediterranean sea salt, black cherry swirl, cookies and milk. There's always a good mix depending on which patchouli you go to how large that location is if you have a bad customer service experience at a place and you're just like oh i'm not going to go to that place anymore but if you find yourself going back there just for the product chances are they have a pretty good product and that's been my experience with patchouli even when i've had experiences customer service wise that weren't so great their product is so great and so creamy that I ran back anyway and luckily when I did go back management was a lot different and had changed. So when it comes to Pachugo shakes I want to say a small is around five dollars so I'd say that it is more on the expensive side. It's definitely more of a luxury compared to other shakes that you can get that are probably around two dollars or three dollars from competitors that are nearby. If after this podcast you realize that there's a Pachugo near you or you're always seeing a Pachugo and you decide to stop in, something that I learned throughout the years of going to Pachugo is that you can pick two flavors. They don't necessarily tell you, but you can. You can pick two flavors. They will use your flavor and they also use a base. I forgot what their base flavor is called, but whatever it is, you don't have to use that they don't have to use that base flavor in your shake if you don't want it to. If I want to pick pecan praline and wedding cake and I just want those two only, I can ask for two scoops of wedding cake and one of praline since a small has three scoops of their gelato inside of it. So that's something to just remember and to take note. 
So if you want to mix it up and try different flavors, you most certainly can. You could probably choose up to three since it takes three different scoops to make a small. So that's three different flavors. I usually just stick to two. The final restaurant that I'm going to be mentioning for desserts that I love and where to find it. It's not based in Dallas. It's actually based in Florida, Jacksonville to be specific. And it's called Funnel Cake Queen. It's a small independently owned business. It's inside of the food court within Regency Square Mall. One day I was really craving funnel cakes and I know that back home if I was craving a funnel cake I could go to Rainbow Snow because why not? They make funnel cakes and they look delicious but being in Jacksonville I was like where can I get a funnel cake? So I looked up on Google, I saw Funnel Cake Queen and I figured why not? I don't have anything to lose, I'm craving this and I want to try it. It was so delicious. Funnel Cake Queen is unlike any other funnel cakes that I've tried. I've had funnel cakes from the State Fair and I've also had funnel cakes from Six Flags. And something that I noticed about those funnel cakes is that they're usually heavy. Like there's, I want to say that they're greasy, but you can definitely tell that they've been in high amounts of grease because they're just heavy like the breading or the funnel cake itself it just soaks it up to a certain degree i just don't i don't enjoy it i thought that i liked funnel cakes from six flags because that was the best that i've had or the ones from the fair but when i tried it from funnel cake queen my mind was blowed i just i just couldn't understand how and why it tasted so good their funnel cakes are very light and fluffy it's a light and fluffy texture. It's not greasy, which is surprising to me because I wouldn't call the other funnel cakes greasy, but when you compare it to that one, they most certainly are greasy. And then depending on the type that you get, I got strawberry. I think it's called strawberry delight. I'm not sure what it's called, but it's one that comes with a strawberry drizzle on it. And then it also comes with fresh strawberries that are cut as well as whipped cream and ice cream. The funnel cakes are so good that even before I opened the container, I could just smell it seeping out of the box. The smell was intoxicating. Another thing that Funnel Cake Queen offers are fried Oreos. Previously, before getting my fried Oreos from Funnel Cake Queen, I'd get it from Sushi Garden, though they don't call theirs fried Oreos. They refer to it as Oreo tempura, but I thought I was in love with those. Man, after I got it from Funnel Cake Queen, I just felt in love. I just didn't think that fried Oreos could get better than what I was getting from Sushi Garden. The batter that they use for their fried Oreos are the same batter that they use for the funnel cakes, and it is 100% delicious. Though I do notice that when you get the fried Oreos, it's like a little cocoon around it, the batter, because it puffs up. So it's very crispy on the outside, but the soft, but the inside is very soft. And then you have the um, Oreo just nestled on the inside. So it just creates a cute little cocoon around it. And then they put powdered sugar on the top of it. And if you don't eat it right away, the powdered sugar will melt down. So it'll turn into a nice glaze, but it is 100% delicious and they reheat well. That's something that I wasn't expecting, but if you leave them out for some reason or if you refrigerate them and you 
put them in the um, the microwave for the next day, they'll be just as good as the first day you got them. Or you don't even have to warm them up. You can just eat them directly. I'm not sure if that's a health hazard or if you're supposed to refrigerate them, but I know that I personally did not. So, and I'm, I'm fine. I live to tell the tale, the delicious tale that is. If you've made it this far through the podcast, I really hope that you have a few different type of restaurants that you might want to try if you haven't already tried them before, whether they be in Dallas or Jacksonville, Florida. If you have free time, look up some of these businesses and look at the delicious photos of their food because I promise you it will look so good and so delicious. You might not be able to wait and you might have to go out and get it the same day that you look it up. So my question to you all today is where is your favorite place to get dessert? Or what is your favorite type of dessert? As you know, I love going to different restaurants and I love trying new things. So let me know what are some desserts that you'd recommend. Or if you're like my grandma and you don't typically get desserts from other places a lot and you prefer to make them yourself, what are your award-winning favorite recipes? I'd love to try few different recipes and see what they're like and if you like and enjoy my podcast please be sure to let me know send a message leave a like leave a comment share it on your social media page whatever makes you feel comfortable so that I can know that engagement is happening and that someone is enjoying this content my name is Megan and you have been listening to the daily cuisine podcast I hope that you enjoyed your time here, but it's now come to an end. Please stay tuned for the next episode and I'll see you then.